When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Tortoise. It's almost 5 a.m. here. I can't sleep. It seems like no one is sleeping. Hello, I'm Tomini, and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. I believe that we are strong. And I have to be strong now. I'm going to be strong. A year ago today, on the 24th of February 2022, Russia launched a full-scale invasion of its neighbour, Ukraine. I don't want to create, you know, like a pretty picture of, you know, how brave I am and how awesome I am, how resilient I am in the face of danger, because, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm just a person. And, you know, I have feelings and I have loved ones and I do hope they're okay. This is Helena a young woman from Ukraine. For a year, we have been speaking to her about the war in her country. Today, in an extended episode, Helena's story. The story of a life interrupted by war. We first talked to Helena a few days before Russia invaded Ukraine. I have a blood-stopping kit. Uh, I have some change of clothes, change of underwear, change of socks. I have some uh, instant ramen. I have, you know, some like uh, non-perishable candy. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't believe I have any water. I have to like pack some water there. She was chatty and, given the circumstances, relaxed. I feel less stressed than just than a couple of days back because, you know, a couple of days back, some people like on the internet were just saying that Ukrainians are kind of like afraid of shadows, but now our shadows, they took some shape. But everything changed one Thursday morning. There is a heavy sense of foreboding in there. There is definitely a storm on the horizon. In the early hours of the 24th of February, Vladimir Putin did what many thought unimaginable. He assaulted Ukraine by land, air and sea, launching the biggest attack in Europe since the Second World War. Helena heard the news while she was lying in bed in her apartment block in Kyiv, a city that Vladimir Putin aimed to capture in two days. Okay, so I've just opened Twitter and uh, it began. I feel, I feel chill. I believe that we are strong. And I have to be strong now. I'm going to be strong. Helena rushed to her sister's house, missiles flying overhead. I'm just kind of like waging my chances whether I have time to get to my sister or not because I can't really, you know, I can't really, you know, call for a taxi. She made it there safely. But after days going in and out of bomb shelters, as civilian casualties mounted, Helena made an agonizing choice. 
to leave the city she loved. Well, the weather is cloudy and we are heading out of Kyiv for now. With her sister and a bag of essentials, she ran the gauntlet to the train station and joined the throng of people leaving the city. She took the slow train to Lviv in western Ukraine, near the border with Poland. This was definitely the hardest, one of the longest and, you know, most just uh, tiring and exhaustive and grueling uh, train rides I've ever had. So I have been traveling west uh, since 1 p.m. 1 p.m. last night to, I mean, what is it? It's like 6 a.m. here, so yeah, I've been traveling for, you know, all night and most of the day uh, in a very crowded train. When she arrived, the sound of missiles and air raid sirens were replaced with silence. I wish I had this stroll in the, you know, more positive circumstances. Yeah, I... I don't know if you can hear the birds singing. It's, uh, it's very peaceful and quiet. But the war was never too far from her mind. Her parents lived just 40 kilometers away from the border with Russia. My parents called me and it was very nice uh, to hear their voices. And it, uh, it, you know, it definitely, you know, reassured me because, uh, like, as a community of the place where they're staying right now, it's just, just amazing, amazing people who are helping each other, like, every way they can. I'm very happy that my parents are among people. You know, I want good people. And soon they found themselves on the front line. Just has been an airstrike <laughs> on the town they're in. And I'm very worried for them. Helena watched on as thousands of people were evacuated from a nearby city. A power outage meant she couldn't tell her parents. Things only got worse after the airstrike. The Russian army arrived in the town her parents lived in. A 51-year-old woman called Svetlana was reportedly shot dead there. And in early March, Helena's parents made an enormous decision, one that has cost many Ukrainians their lives. Ukrainian troops were moving back into Irpin, and this is why its people left. Journalists tried to help the casualties. A family, mother, father and two children were killed by another shell they decided to flee. They were trying to leave the city. Uh, they were stopped by the soldiers, by the Russian soldiers. Helena's dad was driving. His hands just couldn't stop shaking. <laughs> he was just gripping the wheel so, so tight. They heard, I mean, obviously the planes over their heads. But they escaped and eventually made it to Lviv. This is my mom. Привіт. Привіт. Дякую. And this is my dad. Hello. Hello. While Helena and her parents were in relative safety in Lviv, her cousin Max was fighting in Mariupol. 
he found himself at the heart of Mariupol's last stand, holed up deep in the Azovstal steel plant with citizens and wounded soldiers, the entire complex surrounded by Russians. After a three-month siege, Mariupol finally fell to Russia. The civilians were evacuated and the Ukrainian soldiers captured. For weeks, they heard nothing from Max. It wasn't until July that he got his hands on a phone to tell his mum that he was in Olenivka, a prison camp in eastern Ukraine. A few days after that, a massive explosion rocked the prison. Blackened and burnt, just metal bed frames remain intact at the prison where untold terror was unleashed. Malnourished bodies are littered throughout the complex, piled up inside and out. Dozens of Ukrainian prisoners of war were killed. Max escaped, but today he is deep in Russia, his future still uncertain. So the latest update is that he is in a Russian colony really, really far away. So like really, really far away in the east of Russia, in like southeast. So that's like 3,000 kilometers or even more. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Since we started talking to Helena, her world has changed a lot. For the past six months, she's been living in the United Kingdom. I do see a lot of like flags around here and I, I don't know what to do and I see one like and I salute it to something. She's now watching the war from a small town in Devon, but struggles to escape it even on dates. Offered to bet 20 pounds that Putin's gonna win the war in two months. He was very anti UK and anti America, but like in a very weird way. He was, he was like, he was like talking about like him wanting to get a Russian passport. She's with her sister and her niece, working for Ukrainian media, but she's sad to be so far from home and doesn't have much hope in diplomacy bringing an end to Russia's invasion. I don't really feel like there can be an agreement reached. Like, how, how do you negotiate with people who do war crimes and genocide and, uh, you know, and say that you, like, your country as a state does not exist? Like, you can't, you can't really negotiate with that. <laughs> but she's optimistic. I think about, you know, my great grandparents and, uh, you know, the generations of my family that lived for centuries, you know, not too far from the Russian border and you know they made it and they stayed and they kind of they made something with their lives and I think it's gonna be fine in the end. 
Helena plans to visit Ukraine soon to pack up her apartment, visit the dentist and see her parents. But as the war grinds on, life continues in quiet, rural Devon, whilst her homeland is consumed by the noise and brutality of the Russian invasion. It's a reality that will be familiar to so many uprooted Ukrainians. In all of them is a hope that soon they will be able to go home for good. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written and produced by Xavier Greenwood. Tortoise. 